0: It is the Chicago Verse Podcast and the Dynasty Podcast Network, featuring interviews with Chicago's premier artists in industry and creatives and culture leaders. Hosted by Haima Black, welcome to Chicago.
1: Dynasty Podcasts. here with Shannon Schreibach, uh, Director of Publicity at Metro, Smart Bar, G-Man Tavern. Um, uh, I think that's everything on that block that you guys own or maybe there's more <laughs>
0: Yeah, we're slowly gonna expand the umpire but I love uh, it. for now it's those three spots
1: so, so right off the bat I go- I want to say this I love the Metro I am a lifelong Metro fan mm-hmm. It is one of my favorite spaces in the city not just music venues but just one of my favorite things about Chicago I interned there for three years so I had to get that out of the way that I just have a tremendous amount of love. For the people and the family and the the feel of the metro i'm a big fan of that i appreciate
0: that i was also an intern there so yeah. we're part of that that club <laughs> i think
1: that there's a lot of people who have been an intern at metro at one time or another and have gone on to Absolutely. do chicago things yeah yeah
0: it's a it's a lovely little network that it is built out of that program so
1: and it's a I'm small building like i mean like it, it's a tall building but it's like a, it's not like a building that has room for like you know 500 workers so it's remarkable (laughs) that like all the people who have come through there have just gone on to be awesome
0: yeah right
1: yeah so i invited you here because you and i connected on twitter we were connected by lorena cupcake shout out lorena cupcake
0: they are wonderful yes
1: absolutely uh lorena friend of the podcast and um you know i was reaching out about the liner notes thing we're going to talk about that Mm -hmm. but we were connected through twitter and we always start at the beginning, so like, you know, I didn't know you prior, although I knew your name, and I think we might have emailed a couple times, but like, bring us into your story. Like, how did you get your start as a creative individual and in this operation?
0: Um, well, I moved to Chicago in 2011 to go to DePaul, and all I wanted to be was a music writer. Yeah. So, got into journalism classes and just started freelancing, then for a publication called Pop Stash.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: which was a Columbia College brainchild, I believe. Okay. So yeah, I did that, and then I started interning for Metro in 2012, and I just refused to leave, essentially.
1: That's uh, the best strategy. Yeah, right. That's the best internship it's strategy. Persistence.
0: So I interned for Metro, going to school and working at the radio station, uh, interning at the reader, at any job. Yeah.
1: So um, that must have been like a really killer. And I again like not mm-hmm. I want to make this about you, but speaking with experience as somebody who interned in radio the onion and the metro at the same time, so doing like the radio venue publication triumvirate. That's cool.
0: Right? That had had to be so much perspective. Right.
1: And I'm sure you got into every show you wanted to go to. I did, luckily. It was a nice (laughs) perk.
0: I wasn't getting paid much or at all at some of these gigs, but I did get to see a lot of shows.
1: Well, when you're in college, like, before you're worried about, like, your money, money. (laughs) it's just like, oh, yeah. When you're in college, it's better than money. When you're in your 30s, you're like, no, I'm not going to that. I need to work on my freelance stuff, man. I gotta get paid. (laughs) But, yeah, like, when you get those free gigs, like... Mm -hmm. Oh my God, it's just the greatest thing in the world. Yeah, absolutely. So, you're doing um, The Reader, you're doing DePaul Radio, um, you're doing Metro. Like, Mm -hmm. how did that morph into you becoming, like, you know, part of the operation at Metro as a staff?
0: Um, Well, I decided to graduate from undergrad a year early because I really wanted to get the ball rolling at Metro. So, I went to Joe Shanahan and I said, Hey, look, I'm serious, taking summer classes, I'm going to graduate a year early. All you have to do is hire me and pay me like a living wage. So he goes, all right, let me work some numbers out, figure it out. Um, And a week after I graduated, I started as the social media director for Metro Smart Bar and G-Man. So it paid off. Um, I did that for a year while bartending and doing tickets, working in the store, kind of doing, yeah, just hustling, doing everything I could. Uh, I took a year-long break to work in nonprofit. Mm -hmm. Uh, I worked in the Adler Planetarium.
1: Oh, very, um, and every job you've just listed is like so cool. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it, was, um, it was eye-opening for sure. And I decided, oh, I made the wrong move leaving music. I really should have stayed in the arts. So then I came back in 2016 to Metro to be the director of publicity, which I realized was my dream job all along.
1: That's amazing. Yeah, I'm and really thankful. I'll say this, you know, when you brought up the story about Joe Shanahan, it's like, he is somebody who recognizes and notices what's going on inside that operation. Because mm-hmm. again, it's not a five hundred person company. So it's like when somebody's doing good work, Joe Shanahan sees it. You know, and yeah. when somebody has that drive and that passion. He's somebody who notices that, and he only wants to be surrounded—not to speak for Joe, but it's the impression I've always got is that he, he wants people who love and live and breathe music to work at the Metro.
0: You are totally on par with that. I mean, I remember him coming in that little intern office, copy room hybrid, mm-hmm. which you're familiar with. I
1: haven't been upstairs there in uh, <laughs> over fifteen it years really or hasn't so, changed. but I'm sure it's so. And I have such fond memories of like, yeah,
0: yeah, and he he just like ducked his head and he goes you never leave this block do you like I see you all the time I go this is the only place I want to be.
1: Yeah. And Metro is magic. Yeah.
0: It really, it is. It's yeah. hard to articulate, but
1: it, when it you're is there, because you feel there's, it. there's so many venues in the city and nothing against any other venues. Mm-hmm. And some of them are like, I mean, like you go to a United Center and it doesn't feel like a Metro show. And United Center yeah. does what they do very well.
0: Oh, for sure. But you go
1: to Metro and you're like, this just feels different.
0: Yeah. There are ghosts in those walls. Like you can Literally. just feel <laughs> the history there. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, we could spend all night just being like, yeah. and also <laughs> Metro is amazing, yeah. like, you know. So being part of the Metro family, and it is a family over there, like, what has been the best part of that kind of job and, and you know, the day-to-day?
0: It's a good question. I think just um, having all these stories floating around. Like, I can go to a show and sit next to Joe um, and watch, like, The Jesus Lizard. Last year, that was a huge show for me and him. Telling me in between songs, like these stories about when he was in Chicago in the 90s experiencing all these things that I've read about. Right. And just to have kind of this sage oracle storyteller telling me about all (laughs) of these times and places and people that I've always wanted to meet but can't or because they're not in this world anymore, because they're just far outside of my purview, just to get that opportunity to hear about the community in Chicago and beyond from someone who was there.
1: Right, from day one. Yeah,
0: and same with my coworkers. I get to hear from bartenders and uh, lifers who work at Metro, just their crazy stories. So it's a lot of listening.
1: You work with one of my favorite people in Chicago as well, Dan Poliak.
0: Oh, yeah, he's delightful. He's Dan unfortunately is moved on from Metro. Oh, that's right, he has. He's yeah. on to bigger and better things.
1: That's right, you're yeah. right, he has. Uh, but he's, he's in front so of this talented. podcast and he's, yes, remarkably, incredibly talented. Mm-hmm. But again, the people who have worked at Metro, it is just like there's a certain type of person who comes in there. Yeah. You know, so how would you, I feel like Metro goes through eras, mm-hmm. you know, like how, I guess how would you define the era that Metro is in right now?
0: I would say that Metro is definitely in a, a pretty important stage.:
1: <laughs> the, once, once a broadcast, the cat comes up yeah. to mess with the camera, this is that time.: I Feel right flattered.: now. Yes.
0: We just had a really interesting juncture in our history as a venue. We just celebrated our 35th anniversary.
1: That's true, yeah. Uh,
0: So it's been a lot of looking backward and kind of pontificating on our history and how we want the next 35 years and beyond to look like. So it's been a really wonderful and creative time. There's a lot of ideas floating around. We just launched a new concert series called On the Floor, where we're sort of... um, we're basically having the capacity of Metro by having the stage literally on the floor, and hosting these more intimate, uh, kind of like, like a punk house show. Oh my God, that's just so like cool! In your face, super visceral. So that's a, a new project that we've just started. So it's really exciting, uh, and I'm thankful to be part of that. And we have other ideas brewing that we'll be doling out in the future.
1: Well, I love that. I mean, that's such a cool concept, and I feel like that lines up so. Well, with the kind of original punk DIY spirit of the Cabaret Metro from the early 80s. Totally. Not that I was old enough to be there, Yeah. but like everything I've heard about it. Yeah. So we're
0: giving people an opportunity to live that for those who weren't around, whether they weren't old enough or weren't in Chicago when the Cabaret Metro was in its throes of hosting like Black Flag and just
1: the the Wax Tracks days. Oh,
0: yeah. Which again, 242.
1: I I don't want to say Wax Tracks days like I was there. I I like started noticing music in the early 90s Smashing Pumpkins was what made me passionate about music because uh-huh. every band I've told this story a bunch every band was from Seattle and then there were four misfits who were from Chicago and that was the light bulb moment of like you can be from here and do something, but I also, as I get older, I go, "Oh my god! If I could have transplanted myself to one other scene, it would have been like the wax tracks days oh, at god. like Clark and Belmont and Metro and stuff. Like it just sounds Hang like out that was the am- Donuts. Oh and, my god, yeah. amazing! Yeah, <laughs> I'm in the
0: same camp. Like yeah. to have hung out at Medusa's or right. Le Pair. It's just-
1: legendary. I read oh. American Skin and I was like, Oh, oh yeah. I wish that I had. Yeah, <laughs> Reiki. Right? Oh my god, uh, my favorite book in the world.
0: Same. It yeah. Just- such an important book to a it lot is. of people.
1: Yeah, and you know these are all very hyper Chicago things to mm-hmm. people of a certain age and community, Metro American skin, like the Dunkin' yeah. Donut, like all these things. Like, for, if you try to explain it to somebody who came from out of town, they'd be like, "Yeah, sure, it's a venue and a yeah. book and a Dunkin' Donuts. What?" Yeah. And you're like, "No, this it could means only so much in Chicago. <laughs> right. like, you
0: don't get
1: it." <laughs> so, as the publicist, like, how mm-hmm. do you go about telling the story of a of an institution that has a million stories?
0: Luckily, the reputation precedes the place, True, so that yeah. helps a lot. Um, a lot of the writers that I work with, um, I'm very thankful they understand the importance of the venue and its place in Chicago history, and even outside of that, just yeah. as a tastemaker nationally and internationally.
1: Oh my God! So, so everybody's gotten their start there. And, yeah. yeah,
0: and I think it's just uh, respecting their other writers, their own stories about the place, and respecting the space that we're in. Um, but yeah, I feel like it's, it's, a, it's very easy to tell the Metro story.
1: Yeah. Are there any stories, like, I guess let's ask this, what's uh-huh. your Metro story? Because I think everybody has, everyone has a lot of Metro stories, especially if you're part of the family, but I feel like everyone has their Metro story. Like, what would be one of your Metro stories? Oh, gosh,
0: I have a lot of them. Um, I have a very recent one. Uh, it was during Lollapalooza weekend. And so,
1: just obviously... A, never a busy weekend at Metro. No,
0: just a, a normal weekend. And we were on, like, day four. We were all working just, like, triple shifts. It was crazy. I'm sure
1: it's just hot as hell in there. Oh, and yeah. Just, like, just, running on fumes. Oh, yeah.
0: yeah. And so we had The National, which is one right. of my favorite bands, was super formative in high school. Um, and I'm standing there, I'm doing photographer check-in, right, ready to corral them all into the photo pit. And in walks Michael Shannon, my favorite living actor. And I am just stupefied. I can't even (laughs) speak. And Joe Shanahan knows this. And he looks at me and he goes, I need you to show Mr. Shannon to his table. And I'm like, Joe, he knows where his table is. Like, come on. He's like, no, I need you to do this for me. Show him to his table. Have a nice conversation with him. That's amazing. He gave me an excuse to talk to this person I idolize he knows I wouldn't have done that anyways so to do that and to talk to Michael Shannon about just
1: anything yeah
0: just geeking out completely because I amazing. studied film in college and talking to him and then getting to see one of my favorite bands like 15 minutes later it's just
1: yeah that's the magic of Metro yeah I was
0: gobsmacked completely
1: something I think doesn't get enough credit about that room is I say this as somebody who's like 5'8 somewhere between 5'8 five, 5'9 five, if I'm uh-huh. being generous right with some docs on I go to certain venues in the city I won't name and legitimately, sometimes I can't see from any vantage point. Yeah, I went to one room in the city to see Marilyn Manson a couple years ago and I never physically saw Marilyn Manson. Oh, and you don't go a to bummer. a Marilyn Manson show to hear songs. Yeah,
0: exactly. You
1: go to see America's aging rock uncle yeah. like, pretend he's still you know, <laughs> That's shocking a people. a shocking. description of
0: Marilyn Manson. Right. So,
1: uncle. <laughs> so like, what I love about Metro is that you can see from really almost any place you stand yeah. in that room. Some places have better views than others. Yeah. But anywhere you stand in that room, you can see. And I have my, and I think everybody has their space they'd like to be in. I go to the back corner, not the, mm-hmm. on the first, you know, or the, the ground floor of the mm-hmm. venue of the stage, not the side that has the bar. Oh, you but go the to the beer tub
0: side. corner. I
1: go to the beer tub corner and I stand right next to the emergency exit. So, A, I'll be the first to escape if there's a fire. <laughs> exactly. But, but also that is a spot where you have this mm-hmm. perfect view to see behind everybody Yeah. and everyone's trying to be up front. And that's my spot where I'm like, I can see the band.
0: You just revealed your secret spot. I know. I just revealed my secret spot, but, <laughs> but that is
1: always my spot. Yeah. If somebody was like coming for me at Metro, that's where I'm going to be. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you talked about upcoming projects that there's you know going to be announcements, and I have no doubt about that. Like, mm-hmm. I guess, is there anything you can tell us that? Well, and let's talk about liner notes because that was kind of where we started with this. Yeah, talk about what liner notes is because I think that's such a you know somebody who does a talk thing that's a cool concept.
0: Thank you. Um, it's a storytelling series that I host and curate at G Man Tavern, mm-hmm. uh, which is right next door to Metro. And, yeah, every month we have three or four members of the Chicago arts community, whether they're writers, um, talent buyers, just anyone who's willing to participate. Just people who are interesting and part of the community, yeah. Uh, And they're invited to talk for about 15 minutes about an album that changed their life. So it's taken on a lot of different permutations depending on who it is. Yeah. Uh, We've had essay readings from poets. We've had a lot of PowerPoint presentations. Oh, my God. Uh, We had an audio essay uh, by Dave, who works at Reckless, uh, he compiled all the grunts and groans in a Morbid Angel record.
1: Oh my God, that's so awesome. It was stunning. (laughs)
0: Uh, So yeah, it's really open to interpretation depending on what the speaker wants to do. But just the most important part is that you tell a story that's heartfelt and it's just something that you loved. An album that got you through rough time or kind of made a... A happy time, that much more blissful. So very open ended, uh, and that started in May, and we're just going to carry on.
1: Yeah, and it's something that I always see, and I have not been able to make it out to one. I feel like every time there's one happening, it's like a night that I have like a panel yeah. or something like that. But I really want to go up there, um, and the one that's coming up on Thursday, September sixth, the lineup of this is just awesome. So you have, you know, liner notes, musical storytelling series. You have show you suck from air credits. Um, I don't see what they're talking about. Oh, Do we know yet?
0: Uh, yes. So
1: we have show you suck. Jesse Rhodey. Oh, oh, okay. There we go. So show you suck is talking about many faces by Tracy Lee. Jesse Rhodey from the Chicago Tribune talking about fever to tell. Fantastic record from Yeah, yeah yes. Steve Rydell, also from Hood Internet and Air Credits, talking about the motion picture soundtrack, Judgment Night, and Joe Shanahan discussing a mystery album.
0: He keeps flip-flopping on me, so it's going to be a surprise.
1: But that sounds like an incredible night of discussion and just music geekery from people who love and live and breathe music.
0: Yeah, and that's how it's been really every month that we've hosted this, and I think the most satisfying part of this whole series is that after, when you're hanging around G-Man, that's all anyone can talk about is yeah. what album changed their life. And I'll just have random strangers go up to me and they'll say, oh God, you just reminded me of this poly Abdul album that sure. got me through like whatever time. And it's just a really cool way to make the community feel a little smaller Yeah, because sometimes I feel like it's a little overwhelming. I'm a very shy person. Uh, I don't feel comfortable going up to somebody with, like, no reason to talk to them.
1: It's hard, and it, sometimes it feels to me like the only time that the Chicago community really, like, comes together in certain cases is, like, South by Southwest when we're all halfway yeah. across the country. Absolutely. So it's always nice to have an excuse to, like, kind of break bread, you know, in the 606.
0: Yeah, right? Yeah,
1: absolutely. So this is such a cool concept, and again, as somebody who does music talk for a living, I love this idea, and you're right. Everybody has... A, at least one album probably more but everyone has one album that like saved their life that changed their life that made them think about things differently you know or that Mm -hmm. was there for them when any number of things could have happened you know and I reached out to you and I have to say thank you here I reached out and I was like I was on Twitter and I was like who do I have to talk to to do (laughs) one of these and again Lorena Cupcake made the connection so shout out to them And, and you and I got connected and I was like look this little, almost <laughs> embarrassing, but I'm not embarrassed. Oh, I'm a 35-year-old so man who loves Fall Out Boy. Yeah. To be fair, I came up in the era in Chicago when they were doing things here.
0: You don't have to justify it. They're a great I band. I
1: unabashedly love Fall Out Boy. Yeah. But their album, their fourth album, I Do, came out 10 years ago this December.
0: I can't believe it's already been 10 years when you told me that. I was like, oh my God, I feel old
1: now. Well, I kind of had it in my calendar because so I was like, I want to do a couple things around this album because I will mm-hmm. say this that is an album that no one loves. Like, Fall Out Boy doesn't love that. Like, no one loves Foley Do, and I am like, that is their best, most important work. And I, I like think that
0: you're championing us. And I think
1: everyone in the world would be like, how high are you, you know? like. <laughs> but that's a record that, to me, has a lot of emotional resonance, and it's a record that no... No exaggeration here. Since it came out, it has never left my rotation for ten full years.
0: That's when you know that it's that just something that, your like, life.
1: the second I'm like, "Oh, I need something to listen to," and I don't want to like go through the process of, like finding a new thing, mm-hmm. I just put that on because that record connects so deeply with me. And I think everyone would be like, "What? Like, what are you talking about? Like, like Fall Out Boy's made these incredible classic records, and that one. Yeah. So the chance to kind of go up and champion this record that no one loves, I was like. The fact that you said yes to that, I was like, "Thank you so much. That's oh, so cool." Oh, I'm thrilled to hear it. <laughs> and that'll be, I think, in December. Yep. Yeah. So I'm very excited about that. Now that you're telling me that people are doing like PowerPoints and like audio presentations, <laughs> I'm kind of like, "Oh, I gotta like step up my game." Oh, you with can this. go
0: all out if you want to. Okay. No pressure there. Yeah. I love a good PowerPoint. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, I'm not above it. So I'm very excited about that. I'm very excited. To, I'm excited to do anything with Metro because again, that's just an incredible room. You you go to G Man, you go to Metro, you go to Smart Bar. You know that it's gonna have a certain feel to it. Looking at liner notes, looking at what Metro's doing, like I guess, you know, how can people get in touch with you or what are you guys looking for right now? What what would be a good pitch right now to come into the Metro community?
0: Um, I think that as far as booking things, we're really focused on G-Man and building up the history of that room.
1: I see that a lot. Um, I see just so much happening because Metro, I think, runs. I don't want to say runs itself. There's a lot of hard work.
0: Yeah, but, the, the, the model go, is built. Yeah, absolutely. But it does seem like
1: you guys are trying to build these new and interesting ideas around Gman.
0: Yeah, we're kind of trying to use that as a community hub and offer uh, a foot in the door for a lot of smaller groups who wouldn't otherwise have a space in like Metro or Smart Bar just because...
1: Metro's a big room. Yeah, it's, it's a, big a big room. It's a big, small room.
0: financially, you need to be sure. so successful and so big. So Gman's a great middle ground for that. So... If somebody was interested in bringing something to that room, just shannon at metrochicago.com or the only one with my name or anything close to it. So, (laughs) again, not a a 500 person
1: company. (laughs) Yeah. It's not like, yeah, it's not like emailing john at google.com. Right. Right. Like, well,
0: (laughs) very easy to track down. (laughs) I
1: love it. But that's so cool. And again, I I think we could easily do another 17 hours on this podcast. And Metro is, yes, great. Um, But I, I really love that room. I really love the people there. I'm. Uh, eternally appreciative to Joe Shanahan for letting me intern there and really just letting me be somebody who kind of like not just attends shows but like you know I, I talk to people from the Metro every maybe a couple of years on this podcast mm-hmm. we talked to them when I was at Key 101 and everyone always says yes they're always incredible guests and they're always so giving and they're always so welcoming anytime I walk through those doors so I just have mm-hmm. a lot of love for 3730 North Clark
0: I'm flattered to hear that and I'm, yeah. I'm glad to be a part of that family that you have so many fond memories of
1: it's just a great space yeah. you know I think everybody has good Metro stories unless they tried going in with a fake ID. In which case, (laughs) they don't have good Metro stories. Rightfully so, you know? (laughs) But I love that. Um, Even that's a rite of passage. I feel like probably getting kicked out at 16 or whatever. Yeah. Um, well, that's awesome. Liner Notes, where can people go to find out more about that series?
0: Um, so we're on yourlinernotes.com, are Y-O-U-R, Liner Notes. Um, we're on Twitter, Facebook as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just give that a search. And, again, pretty easy to find.
1: And and also, like, people should really, I mean, they should, of course, be checking out Metro and Smart Bar. But it sounds like we should really be keeping an eye on what's going on at g Man as well. Yeah. That's awesome. Certainly. Um, I love this. Uh, Shannon Schreibach from Metro G-Man, Smart Bar, uh, Liner Notes, doing cool stuff, man. And and we just met tonight, but it just feels like, oh, man, I feel like this was an easy conversation yeah. where I was like, oh, my God, we like all this. Kind of a stepbrothers, like, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: For sure. I no, love I'm it. I'm thrilled that we finally got to take the conversation off of Twitter and actually real life so thank you for having me
1: and I'll say this if there's anything ever that I and or the podcast can do for Metro Smart Bar everybody like let me know absolutely always down I love it awesome thank you so much for coming up thanks to everybody who watched and listened tonight we'll be back next week with more podcasts and next week uh, God by the time we do this next week we'll have celebrated 13 years of doing this podcast so we're not at the Metro level yet but it's it's chugging along congratulations yeah thanks
0: You've been listening to a production of Dynasty Podcasts. Find more Dynasty Podcasts at DynastyPodcast.com.
1: For the Dynamic Dynasty, Dynasty Descend.